Hey, hello, welcome to the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, if you haven't guessed that by now, and uh, you, you probably could guess that it's, it's, it's Tyler. Tyler's here. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, yeah, we're here uh, to talk about stuff like video games and the new... Th- a lot of shit's happened. A lot of video game news happened. Yeah. I mean, it turns out when, when you have a week and a half instead of just a week, a lot can happen <laughs> in that extra half week. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been a little while since we've done one of these. Um, had some time to play some video games. I'm currently on, my, on, my, on, a, on a little bit of a break from work. Uh, so I've been able to play some stuff been able to watch some some bad wrestling um been able to watch some okay racing when it comes to nascar and uh and yeah. some indycar stuff going on is there an indycar race this weekend no i think next weekend damn it really sucks when indycar and formula one take the same weekend off i know i, I think that should be illegal i know They've basically um, had the same schedule so far, and I'm like, why? <laughs> we've had some it. racing news as well. Oh, yeah. We going to the, Vegas? No, that's going to be... That's such shit. Dude, what? What? You're not, you're not, you're not excited? That's going to be shit. Ah, it's going to be a spectacle race, and it's yes. not going to... It's... Yeah. I don't... Rem- America doesn't need a Monaco. Yeah, but, I mean, look, it remains to be seen, obviously, until the race actually happens. But uh, I feel like the track will actually be wide enough to pass, unlike Monaco. Mm. But it seems like there's a lot of straights and stuff, so who knows? It could be a DRS train. Who knows? But these new cars help with that stuff a lot, though. I don't know. It, it's 100% going to be a spectacle, but I think it's also just... I, uh, looking at the track layout, I'm like, okay, this could be cool. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. I think it's a pretty genius move for F1, though, to be like, honest with you. For me, it wouldn't sting so much if we didn't also have Miami, another street circuit in the United States. We don't... Yeah. Like, when we have so many good racetracks like we could go to fucking Sebring or Road America right like we have good racetracks that I'd love yeah. to see these Formula 1 cars go around yeah but instead they're just going to set up these street races which A I don't particularly like street races nearly as much as a as a proper uh, as a proper race course um, I, I uh, and two like kind of sucks for everyone who lives in those cities for that <laughs> for that week yeah. like it's yeah i i think about las vegas though and like they're going to be racing down the strip so they're going to have the strip closed for multiple days um to at least drive down or whatever but it, you just think about vegas and i'm like i assume i guess it's worth it for them to shut this stuff down to have this race like <laughs> That's probably a lot of money that they might lose, but then that's probably a lot of people that might, they're probably going to be coming into the city at the same time that weekend. Yeah, it's probably a, a lot so, of people who are there for the weekend and yeah. then 
wake up Monday and they're like, hey, we're we're still in Vegas, I guess. Right. And uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's going to be what what I'm curious about too is it's supposed to be in November, which you know the season ends in November at least this year. So it makes me wonder like where this race is going to slot in in terms of the final uh, few races of the season. So that'll be interesting. I think too one thing that does sting to me about this announcement is more like what are we going to lose next year on the calendar in terms of potential classic tracks? Um, Because you have this F1 race in Las Vegas. They said last year that Qatar is going to join the calendar in 2023 moving forward. I presume China will be back on the calendar, you know? So like, what are we going to lose? Well, Russia isn't coming back. Right. Russia is not coming back, but you know, I would have thought, I feel like France is one that will probably go. Um, I would have thought that they would have not raced at Imola, but they announced a deal to race at Imola through like 2025 or something. Um, I thought Imola was just more of a replacement track for when they needed it. So I don't know. I just don't know what else they'll lose potentially. Will they go to 24 races (laughs) next year? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe they just don't go back to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that, that would be nice, but unfortunately they, they said they're going back. But I'm with uh, you there. I wish they didn't. I mean, there One... are some races that I think are untouchable, and if they... Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Like, like, if they start dropping Spa or Monza or any of those really classic F1 tracks, no fucking way. That's going to be really bad for them. You know, a track that I think can go because, well, we'll have to see how these cars get around it, but I don't think it's a particularly good F1 track. I don't like Zandvoort. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't think think Zandvoort works. Yeah, I, I, we'll have to see how these cars work with it, but like that race last year was a snooze fest. Um, yeah, I'm all in favor of dropping Monaco, but they're not going to do that. No. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should talk about video games. But on the subject of racing, I've I've been playing a lot of Gran Turismo Seven. Me too, man. Me too. I played a decent amount this week as well. Yeah. What's, uh, what so you've been up to in it? As far as through the menu books, um, I've gotten through the World Touring Car Seven Hundred uh, playlist. Um. Okay. I'm not sure where you, where you're at. Um, my um, my, ne- my next menu book is Rally Cars. Yeah, and, I don't uh, think I'm there. Let me let me just look up like a walkthrough, and I'll let you know where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, so it gets kind of it gets kind of difficult a, a little bit, like um, especially like the the menu books I'm on now. Where hey, like the the PP the performance po- the PP. Uh, Suggested PP turned into a required PP, um, and you know, when when like you could very easily just power through those early menu books by not giving a shit about their suggestions. But later on, it becomes, oh, now we are we are enforcing this, and uh, these races become very difficult, 
especially mm-hmm. when you consider um, at least I think the previous series I was on um, or the last championship I've done was uh, you start in 20th and you have five laps to get, to get up there oh, wow. um, with a, with a capped performance rating. Um, it gets difficult, man. Like, you're really, really pushing hard, and uh, so, some of these AIs just don't want to fucking give you an inch. Right. Yeah, I am on the Trial Mountain Cup. Okay. Someone, I guess, number 17. Oh, speaking of Trial Mountain, I had the most frustrating experience on Trial Mountain because of the line the AI decides to take through a couple of high-speed turns. So there's this... uh, I'm not sure which direction you're going around it, um, but there's this this sequence of two turns that I would enter between 120 and 130 miles per hour, but the AI would check up to about 90. (laughs) Nice. So it was very harrowing, especially if I came up on a group of cars. (laughs) Yeah, right. Trying to get through that 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 section, and that that was where I was making up a shit ton of time to actually get up and make a podium. Um, yeah, yeah, very difficult times. There was also like there's there's some races where it introduces some mixed conditions. Uh, there was a Red Bull Ring race where it was raining. It would get dry and it would it would stop raining in the middle of the race and start to dry up, and then, like at the end it would the rain would pick up again. Oh man, yeah. I Just, mean, this uh, this some game sweaty was, hands. Yeah, this game's kind of no joke when it comes to weather conditions. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it definitely does change change the race, changes the grip you feel with the car, and all of that. It's they, it's really well done, I think. Yeah, I I actually ran into a race that was very very cool on Spa, where like part of the track was it was raining on, and the other part it was bone dry. Mm. <laughs> So like I I was out there on racing slicks because it was just worth it on the on the dry section of the track, mm-hmm. um, but then you get get to the part where it's a little bit damp out there and uh, yeah gets gets hairy. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying my time with it. Just kind of doing a lot of campaign stuff today, um, or no, not not today. Uh, when was that? Thursday, when I played, but regardless, uh, did a lot of the license center stuff, and I, I'm up through the international A, I think. So, oh. the next one is the super license, the last one. I decided to just go through and start doing that stuff, and um, yeah, I that stuff is just so much fun to me. There, there was a couple events that I need to go back to just to try to get a better time because I was kind of just trying to basically get bronze or better and just kind of move on to finish it. Um, but there's some of I I know I can go back to and gain a lot more time. But some of those even get, like, really tricky. Um, yeah, there's some really interesting uh, sections of, like, the Nürburgring uh, that they have you do that's really fun. And, you know, that, that track is infamously very difficult to drive um so really enjoyed enjoyed those and, and the cars get just a lot quicker as you get up through the license stuff so 
I don't know what which I I didn't see times for you on some of these. So what license are you up to? So I've only actually done through the A license because that's all that's been required to mm-hmm. go through pro- to progress through the menu books. Right. So like that that's kind of the path I've been taking. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go back to the license center until I need the next license. Right. That that's kind of how I've been tackling it. Yeah. So I think now I'm kind of going to just plow through more menu books um because the super license i was looking at that um that is probably going to be pretty tricky because they have you do a one lap time attack in very fast cars around the entire track and some of these tracks are kind of difficult like one of them is the nurburgring um Mm. and I assume, like all the other license center stuff, that if you go off the track or smack the wall or something, it's over. That's what I'm assuming. I didn't try yeah. one of them, but when I saw that, I was like, oh boy, like this is going to be really, really fun to do and pretty difficult in some parts probably. But yeah, I'll have to get on that eventually. But I, I'm really, I enjoy that and I enjoy the, uh, the missions stuff too. I want to do more of that because I like how that's timed out. And kind of compete with your friends on that stuff, too. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think if they didn't have that like little leaderboard thing, where you can see the the times that your friends set, that I don't think the license center or the missions would be as fun as they are to me. Yeah, that, that little being, aspect is so cool. That being said, I kind of wish they added a feature that is in a lot of other games where like. You don't necessarily have to be friends with people, but you can put in a code and be part of a group, like say a mm. say a drive club. Although drive <laughs> club didn't have that feature, but like have right. have like a club or something like like to like say if you wanted to like r- see what the times in, in one of like one of the big video game communities, say a giant bomb or a waypoint or I don't know like it's or, or kind of funny or whoever like mm-hmm. if, if the, you could have like a group like that um and just have those times like put in there and like yeah. that, that would be really cool just to populate it even more like yeah absolutely yeah. that'd be awesome um but yeah I, I man i can't wait to see what what they do with this update that's i i think it's supposed to be coming this they said early april the the balance update for the rewards so I, i'm curious to see what that's going to look like i hope it yeah. comes this week yeah definitely yeah I, i'm down man we got we got to do some uh some racing sometime yeah for sure yeah um what what else have you been playing um let's see here i played more horizon not too much to add there. I feel like I have barely even touched a story in this game for a while because I've just been doing so many side quests, rebel camps, tall necks, uh, just really expanding the map, just getting into all sorts of stuff. And I don't know. I've really been enjoying my time with it. Um, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm going to be mainlining the story a little bit more because I'm kind of running out of side quests to do in the areas that I have discovered basically um so that's that's been fun but nothing too different there what i have been the one thing i will say that uh i really didn't feel this too much in the first game but and i don't feel this in a lot of like other open world games that are similar to horizon 
Uh, I am very much like, okay, my next quest objective is all the way up here on the map. Uh, I could fast travel to here but uh, and make that shorter, but I also have not seen this, this, and this on the map. I'm just going to explore and just go for it. Um, whereas playing a Far Cry, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to fast travel there. Like, I just don't really care as much. Um, I just find this world to be pretty fun and interesting to be in. I think there's just so much production value in this game that I think what this type of open world game, this game's kind of really up there to me in terms of like the cream of the crop sort of thing in terms of mm -hmm. gameplay, story, presentation, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, really, really enjoying my time with Horizon, trucking along with that. Um, and then the other thing I played, so I ended up purchasing an Xbox Series X. Oh. I know I just got an S recently, so I'm, I'm looking to sell that somehow. Um, but saw it was on sale. Also got a... Our, my company does not do bonuses at the end of the year and will only do bonuses in, like, March and only if we're profitable. Um, so I'm like, you know, money, I'll take it. Why not? Um, so I ended up using part of that on a Series X because... Weirdly, and I feel like I have not really seen this at all since these consoles launched. Like, I saw an article on IGN that said Walmart has Xbox Series X and S in stock right now, and they were up for hours. They did mm. not instantly sell out, and I thought that was kind of crazy. Um, so I ended up ended up getting one of these puppies. Um, my setup isn't the greatest in my living room, so it's literally just sitting behind my TV. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, it, it's such a beast. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's obviously very similar to a Series S, so it's just a lot lot faster, a lot quicker. I'm enjoying my time with it. So I ended up playing Tunic. Um, Tunic just came out on the Xbox and PC. I don't think it's on PlayStation yet, but it probably will be eventually, knowing a lot of these recent uh, Xbox indie exclusives like The Ascent or Death's Door, like they're pro it's probably going to come to PlayStation sometime this year. So uh, Tunic, though, is a very, uh, very much like a Legend of Zelda game. Um, it You're playing this little fox. You have this... Uh, kind of overworld you're just exploring little dungeons there's little bad guys hopping around in the grass that you can cut down and uh, very much legend is how to like you're doing puzzles you're doing all sorts of interesting stuff um but man i am having an absolute blast with this game uh, i really do think it's very good it it's very hard i will say right off the bat uh compared to a zelda game this game is fucking brutally hard at times um, with its combat and I think that's kind of intentional because you literally start off with a stick and then so you're not doing much damage but then once you find the sword not too far into the game then then uh, now you're kind of wrecking dudes that you were uh, having difficulty with so it's a little bit kind of by design but but it works and the music is amazing. The visuals very much remind me of like Link's Awakening that came out on Switch a few years ago, the remake for that. Um, so the visuals are very good. Um, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. The, the other thing is that 
this game does not really like to tell you anything. And you end up finding these like little pages of manuals around the world. And those a lot of times will have pictures and stuff that will explain things to you. Uh, sometimes there's some words on them, but basically this game uses kind of like a, a made-up language uh, a lot of times. So when you open a chest, you know, there's these different like symbols that pop up for uh, whatever language of the game it is. And then, so you really don't know what you got until you use it in a way. And then you're like, oh, okay, I see what that what that is and what that does and how that can help me. And uh, I think so far that's been fine to me like it's it's intriguing enough and i i hope it kind of stays that way because i don't want it to like wear out it's welcome to where uh, it gets kind of frustrating of like ah, i just want to know what the fuck to do uh with these like manuals and all that stuff but man yeah i was just kind of enthralled uh for the two hours about two hours that i ended up putting in i really want to play more of it so yeah, Tunic seems like a very, uh, very interesting game. Um, like, I, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring, and like I've been, I've been hearing comparisons between the two, like about like how the world is, how like it, how the world is kind of built similarly, like where you're out there to discover, like, elements of like of the back background in the story, and it's uh, I, I, I look at Tunic and I'm like. That's that's a game I want to get to by the end of the year, but not while I'm playing a game like Elden Ring. Yeah, I can see that, and and I do agree with that comparison of uh, the the world is kind of like that. I mean, it's not as huge as Elden Ring, and it's more of a, a isometric sort of adventure. Uh, but basically, there's these little telescopes around the world, and if you go up to them, now the camera zooms way out to a degree and you can see just way more of the world and it shows it to you not like a map or anything like that like it's it's in game and those things i think are really cool because then you're like oh that's where i need to get to how do i get there and right before i stopped there was this one area i'm like i know i have to get over here i don't know fucking how to do it and i was probably just running around for a solid 20 minutes just getting into all sorts of stuff. I'm like, what about this? What about that? What about that? And then finally figured it out. I was like, oh, okay, that 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 was cool. And um, it's it's got that, that sort of feel to it that I'm really liking. I feel it works very well for the game and, and what it is, what it's going for. I think... I'm, I'm not sure how much more I'm going to play it until I finish horizon probably because i could tell the time that i spent with it i'm like i want to sit down and i want to play tunic and i want this to be all i'm playing until i'm done with it uh it's it's one of those games you know it's i feel like it's going to be a game that is kind of difficult to go back to if you haven't played it for two or three weeks or something like that so yeah i will eventually be getting back to it but game's gotten some like really incredible reviews and all that it is on Game Pass. So if you have an Xbox or PC, I very much recommend checking this one out. Yeah, it's it's kind of incredible when a game nails it the way Tunic and Elder Ring has, where like these games aren't there to hold your hand, they're there to like they they kind of ask you to uh 
to do more with with yeah. the, the world rather than trying to guide you through it um it's yeah i i i think that's a very hard thing to nail and um if you get it wrong like people just aren't going to get your game and just aren't going to understand what the hell's going on right yeah um yeah i mean it it is very hard to nail and it, it's not only like how how do you kind of design the world so that players understand how to get through it it's also like the combat has to be really good and and the story you know potentially has to be intriguing like it just has to be kind of an intriguing world to like want to be in and want to explore and i think a lot of things kind of go into that and i feel like it's it's probably way more risky to do it like tunic and elden ring or breath of the wild does that than say horizon or far cry or any games any ubisoft game really yeah um just because if the player gets frustrated, then it's like, eh, I'm just not going to come back to it. Yeah, and I, I think another thing about about these types of games is, like, they're, they're kind of all-encompassing. Like, you have to, like, if you're going to play one of these, like, it kind of has to be the thing you're playing at the yeah, moment. Like definitely. It's, so, yeah. Definitely. I, I'm, I'm excited to, to check out Tunic. I'm not sure when I'll get done with Elden Ring, but, uh, yeah. All right. So you're still playing Elden Ring? <laughs> yeah, I played a little bit. I haven't, I plan on playing a lot more, um, over the next couple of days. I have, as far as progress goes, I've, I've visited the lost city of Nakron. Uh, oh. and I, and I found the, uh, the curse mark of death. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I was just curious because I'm like, I don't know if I'll really play Elden Ring. I'm curious about it, but uh, I'm just curious about some of these boss fights that I hear everybody mention. So I looked up the one that I think you said you just did, Radon. R- Radon, yeah, yeah, that was that, cool. That looks very fucking cool. Like how you got like teleported to that new space and i was like wow this is just the giant anim- man on tiny horse yeah like the animations are just so fucking awesome dude just watching them like this is just intriguing uh I'm, it's very cool you from sauce on another level you should play Elden ring i probably should <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, I'm having a. I, I think I misspoke. I, d- I don't think I found the curse mark yet. I found the lo- the lost treasure of Nakron. I've returned it to Renala, and she's told me where to find the curse mark on her original body. Mm. Oh wait, no, I did find the curse mark. The curse mark's at the top of the divine tower. I went to the top of the divine tower. I ran past a guy who kicked my ass to get to the top of the tower. <laughs> because you know, sometimes if it sucks, hit the bricks. Just go. Just run. <laughs> um, yeah, I've done that. Um, I've powered up Renala's Great Rune up there. I've powered... I'm, I think the next thing I'm going to do is try to go down the uh, Divine Tower in, in Kaelid to power up Radon's uh, Great Rune, and then I'm going to see what, what what's next. Because there's a lot of Kaelid that I still haven't uh, done because that place is hell. 
that mm. place is literal hell. <laughs> um, and yeah, shit still hits me very hard there. Yeah, I'm I'm having a great time with it. Uh, yeah, looking forward to more Elden Ring. I've got more of that to play. I kind of want to. I I really want to beat it because there are a couple other games I need to check out. I need to play Stranger of Paradise. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've that game s- sounds I've wild. <laughs> I've seen enough talk about it. I've seen clips of cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to play that game. To just just to see what it's all about. It's it sounds like very funny bullshit. That maybe they didn't intend to be funny, but it doesn't matter. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah so that that's pretty much it for the games I've been playing uh, Elden Ring, Gran Turismo always playing Final Fantasy I mean always playing that yeah. actually picked up a little bit of Warzone getting ready to play a Snoop Dogg here in a few weeks <laughs> sweet yeah I am uh, I'm ki- I was looking at games that are coming out and I'm like, there's really nothing coming out over the summer, and I'm kind of excited about that. Oh yeah. There's just been so much that has been out this past two months that I'm I just want to try to get caught up in a way, you know, just play all these fucking games that have come out. It's been a bombardment. It's been awesome. Yeah. Great time to be playing video games. Ah, uh, all right. Well. I guess it's time to get into the news. There's plenty of news to talk about. Um, and when I saw you added a bunch of small stuff, I was like, Tyler, what are you doing? There's plenty to talk about. We <laughs> talk about all these small stuff, but we will. We'll talk about all of this uh, on here. But the first thing, the headline of the... Well, one of the headlines of the week. Um, E3's dead. E3 Done. has been completely canceled. Rip. Canceled! E3, the vic- next, the latest victim of cancel culture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Keighley's taking over with Summer Game Fest, and I feel like that's just going to be the uh, the state of the world for for the the time being. Uh, Jeff Keighley having his Game Fest. Yeah. Um, whether that Game Fest turns into E3, who knows? Who could say? Um, but yeah, that that's. That's the thing that's happening. Yeah, I mean, not too much to this because they they canceled the in-person E3 and said, eh, we don't even know about a digital, but never totally shut the door on that. But today, or not today, on Friday, I think it was, it, it basically ended up being that uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's done. They're not even doing a digital showcase either. Um but they're looking to do E3 in 2023. Good luck with that. No. It's 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 sad to me, honestly, only because of E I I I always enjoyed E3 growing up. I mean, it was always such such an amazing time. And uh to not have it is a bummer, but the show just kind of it didn't evolve, right? And uh, publishers, 
developers, you know, they've kind of realized they don't really need E3. E3 does a lot for them if it's done right, but it also, you know, the loss of it doesn't necessarily hurt them. Necessarily, they can just announce their games, do a live stream, do a, a showcase whenever they want. And they don't need E3 necessarily. They don't need to get drowned out in a conversation. They don't need any of that stuff. So, Summer Games Fest, though. You know, <laughs> Jeff Keighley's showcase, I think, at the Summer Game Fest was very cool last year. Um, obviously, Elden Ring was its big announcement there. But uh, overall, I felt like Summer Game Fest was kind of a a bummer in a way last year it was kind of weird so if jeff has everything fuck that could be cool if it's done right yeah and i think as soon as this news kind of broke that e3 was like totally dead i think jeff just tweeted like some like some emoji or whatever that was like ha, fuck you guys like i got some shit <laughs> yeah i don't know how i feel about that I, I really don't. Like, on one hand, I don't really give a shit about the ESA. Yeah. But also, Jeff is... I don't think I like Jeff anymore, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like, he's just a guy. He is. Yeah. And, uh... I don't know. It seems kind of kind of weird and petty for him to be doing something like that. Like, you already won, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. E3. Like, it's, it it's, not like the, it's not like uh, E3 or the ESA ever did anything to him. Right. Like, wh- like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> right. It's kind, of, it's, it's kind of like he did a social media teabag on E3, and that's just, <laughs> not, that's just not acceptable anymore. <laughs> right. Uh some people would say that PlayStation's plans for PS Plus or and PS Now it's just not not acceptable as well. The pricing and just a lot of things about it. PlayStation revealed its new plans. There are three tiers of PlayStation Plus subscription now, which folds in uh, PS Now uh, at, at certain points. Uh, so there are three tiers. There's essential, extra, and premium. I, I don't know. I. I guess we'll go through what all. Yeah, of these we are. should. Yeah, let's let's just throw out what what each one of these is. All right. So essential is just what you got right now. That's all it is. It's what essential is what you got right now. Yeah. The the same the cost. One, right. Same exact cost. I think it's what ten dollars a month or sixty for a year. The one thing, though, that seems very clear about Essential is that we're, you're going to get two monthly games, when I think right now they've been doing three. So that, Maybe they're that, committing to we'll PlayStation see. 5 with this. Maybe. Maybe because, like, yeah, we've been getting three games. But if you look across the breadth of the three games, you usually get one or two that you might want to actually download. Yeah, right. Um, next step up is uh, PlayStation Plus Extra. Uh, this is yeah, this is going to be this is going to include a catalog of four hundred, around four hundred 
PlayStation 4, PS5 games that can be downloaded at any time. You get that that whole library of uh, of things. Um, no exclusives will launch into PlayStation Plus Extra and PlayStation Plus Premium as well. Like you're not going to get launch exclusives onto this subscription service. It's just not going to happen. But in but to get this catalog of around 400 games, you're going to pay a little bit more. It's going to be about $15 a month, uh, $100 a year. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, you can download download those games. It's not streaming. You can you can download. Uh, so yeah, that's okay. I mean, we'll have to see what those games are, as we'll also have to see what the games are that are included with premium, because premium is adding some backwards compatible games. About three, another 340 games. That's an oddly specific number. Yeah, it is. Um, going back to the PS1, PS2, and PSP games for streaming and download, and because the cell architecture is so bad, they're only going to let you stream PS3 games. Uh, yeah. And you'll also get limited time trials of some games with premium. And premium will be the most expensive of these, uh, being $18 a month or $120 a year. Tyler, I think ultimately what I'm going to need to know is what games are going to be included in both of these catalogs for extra and premium. Yeah. Because ultimately, I'm not sure. Unless they have the games I want... I'm not sure either extra or premium are right for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. And and it all comes down to that library. That is the most important piece of this. That is, I, I kind of just feel like the rollout of this, in a way, was kind of bad, in a way, of like, the service isn't ready until June. And then also, we're not really going to tell you the games that are going to be in here. They mentioned a couple of their their first party exclusives that are going to be in in these services, but I just think having a little bit more could have helped with this. And I think it it also does hurt them that this basically all leaked out um, weeks ago, um, and there's really no changes to any of those those things. So that kind of hurt them. But it does come down to to the games, I mean, 400 PS4, PS4 and PS5 games, that's a lot. I think that is more than Game Pass. And I, I'm talking specifically like the console Game Pass that has more than the PC version of Game Pass. Like, that is a lot of games. Um, and it, depending on what they're, they are, I mean, $15 a month or $100 a year, I mean, that, that could be a lot of value there. Um and it also could add way more value depending on how competitive Sony wants to get with grabbing third-party games and getting them on the service, a lot like Microsoft has been doing with Game Pass, getting them to launch day and date in the service. If if Sony is competitive in that way, you know, it could be a, a pretty good value. Um, the premium is where I think myself and I think a lot of other people kind of have a few few problems with it um don't get me wrong 340 games is a lot of games 
getting access to PS1, 2, and PSP games is awesome. But man, I think it just sucks that this is the only way they're really doing backwards compatibility. Is through this subscription service. I just think that's a little bit of a bummer. It's it's a it's a bummer, I guess, to not have the option to buy some of these PS1, 2, or PSP games if you wanted to, and not pay for the service. And maybe overall, paying for the service is the cheaper way to go if you did want to buy these games a la carte. I guess it depends on how much they would cost and how many you would want to get. But uh, I just think for something that the PlayStation fan base has been wanting for so long to get access to backwards compatibility to some of the older consoles, you know, it, it, to be this, this is the only way that it's, it's going to be done. And, and streaming as well. Um, now, they said that some of these games will be available to download or streaming, being PS1, 2, and PSP games. Maybe streaming them won't be as bad as streaming a PS3 game. Um, but that also sucks that PS3 is still streaming only. So I'll stop there. But I, I just think it's a little bit of a bummer. It is a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like, there's hardly an excuse, really. Maybe maybe they think it's too expensive to do, but there's PS3 emulation on PC that's running just fine. Yeah. Like, it's it can be done. It's just that they've decided not to do that. Um, yeah, and I also just simply cannot believe that they can't get PS3 emulation working on a PS5. Yeah. I just... I just... That's either they don't want to spend the money to do it, or they don't have the people to do it. I don't know. I don't understand. It, it just makes no fucking sense to me that it can't be done on a PS5. PS4, maybe I can understand that. Um, but PS5 is a very powerful machine, and for that, for it not to be able to emulate PlayStation 3 games is fucking mind-blowing to me. And it sucks because there are so many amazing games on the PS3 that, like, eventually, especially when they shut down the PS3 store whenever in the future, like, unless you're able to find a console and buy physical games, like, that's the only way you're going to be able to play any of these old PS3 games. Like, that's just... That's a bummer. Yeah. I don't know. I, f- I have a feeling that, like, their thinking is that if these PS3 games were so good, they'd just remaster them. Yeah, and we've seen them do a lot of that. And yeah. that could be a, their thought process behind it. But, yeah, that just sucks, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's good, but I think yeah. that's what they're thinking. Yeah, and that, that's probably like yeah. I mean, that that's in line, sort of with uh, Jim Ryan's thinking of hey, old game. No one wants to play old games. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, personally, I'm not all that interested in PS3 games, um, or PS2 games for that matter. I think PS1 is where where a lot of my nostalgia lies. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like all the all the PS2 games that I would want to uh, play a modern version of, or play on modern consoles, um, they've either been, they, they, they've pretty much all been uh, remastered or remade, ex- with the exception of, say, Burnout games. Those are the only, those are the exception for me on PS2. 
I want to play those burnout games. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah like there's a awesome. ton. Of, there's a ton of <coughs> PS1 stuff that like is just hard to find. That, mm -hmm. But I'm not confident that they'll have the games I want because whether it just be licensing or or whatever, like it's just going to be difficult to to pull some of these older games. Especially when you're dealing with third parties and like third party licensing deals for say music or you know just rights to IP. Right. It's uh yeah it's gonna be a tough one. Also, yeah. R.I.P. Vita. No one wants to play Vita <laughs> games. Yeah, and maybe that's something that'll come down the road. But yeah, R.I.P. Vita. And I mean, a number of Vita games are probably on PS4. You know, like indie games and stuff. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely Vita-only games that uh, deserve to have a, another life. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a bummer. I'm not saying there's no value at all in the premium tier. I just... Options for your consumers are always... is always the best. And when your direct competitor offers native backwards compatibility the way that everyone wants it to be done in the way it should be done. And I understand that they didn't have a console with a completely wild architecture like the PlayStation 3, but still, they figured out a way to do it. And maybe they did that because they're back against the wall last generation. They needed to do that. But, like, Microsoft is literally the only company that is doing backwards compatibility the way it naturally should be done. And I feel like people don't give them enough credit for that. And uh, I just think that that's just not not the greatest look. But uh, like I said, I'm not saying there's no value in this at all. Um, I, I That's a lot of fucking games. Basically, if you get the premium, that's like six, seven hundred games that you might have access to. That is nuts. That is yeah. a lot of fucking video games. That's more games than anyone could ever... <laughs> deal with <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's that's so, probably yeah. like the best deal for like someone who is new to PlayStation like yeah. if, if you're new to PlayStation and you want to go back and play some of the older stuff like premiums where you want or if you just want to play the recent stuff you can get extra and like that's uh, that's 400 games right there like it's like there are use cases where these where extra and premium seem worth it it just seems for me personally like i need to see those games and i need to see that a i don't own most of these games or b that uh they have games that i haven't been able that like i just wouldn't be able to otherwise play yeah right i'm with you there yeah like I, i'm not saying i'm not never going to sign up for any of these services either but i'm right with you on on all those things now the the day and date uh, like exclusives launching into the service uh, yeah, that's that's a bummer, but that... I don't know why people are surprised that they're not doing that. They basically said that they're not going to do that. They said that they don't feel that that works from them from a value standpoint. And right, Tyler, use the quote. So, it, does, it, it is not compatible with their virtuous cycle. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that is that is what Jim, Jim Ryan said, which is a crazy quote. But it's Sony doubling down that on their thing that they've been kind of saying for a while now. Of like, our first-party games are quality games, and you will pay for them. 
Uh, eventually, they're going to go into this service, but if you want to play them right now, you will buy them. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. Uh, you know, it's it. They can basically have their cake and eat it too with this service, and th- like they can launch their um, launch their exclusive games, have them sell millions and millions of copies at seventy dollars a pop. Then six months later, however long that is, go into the service and create a, a, a value in the service that would get people want to subscribe to it that are you know newer to PlayStation or just haven't been able to get those games. And it's like, oh, well, I can just pay $15 a month and now have access to all these games. And like, it's just this, it's this cycle that could work out very, very well for them. Yeah. Whereas... Microsoft is one, just a totally different company, but two, uh, they kind of needed to launch their their exclusive games into the service for it to gain traction, but also for them to have a you know a little bit more value on their end because they they're just lacking in the exclusives department. Um, that might change. Here in a few years, I mean, who knows? It's, but it's going it's, to change. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, it is. You, but you just you just look at how many fucking developers they've bought. Like it's yeah, they're going to have some exclusives. Like it might not be this year, but like I want to say over the next two three years, fucking Xbox is going to have a shit ton of exclusives, right. and we're going to really be looking at Game Pass and being like, wow, what right. the fuck are we doing over here? Right. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you, well, we'll we'll have that. I was going to ask, like, if you uh, had to choose between subscribing to one of these, what would you choose, Game Pass or any of these tiers? But we have to see the library of games on this PlayStation service first before we determine that. Yeah, and hopefully we we see that sooner rather than later. Like, I... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I need to know like what they're actually offering here because t- you could say seven hundred games, and then like a ton of them being shovelware stuff that you see on the PlayStation Store. Right. <laughs> like it's uh. <laughs> like there there's some bad stuff. On, oh yeah. On the, on the on the PlayStation Store. It's it's got it's gotten to Steam levels at some point. Like there is some straight up asset flips yep so uh i'm not saying they would put those games on but like those games exist and they could be counted among that number um yeah right we'll keep an eye on that and let you know as soon as they release a uh a list of games but as for what is out there now we've got a few updates we've got an update Apex Legends. They finally have their PlayStation 5 native version of Apex Legends. I think I literally brought this up last week. You it did. was like, and why don't they I have it was this? Very, <laughs> I thought it was very funny that th- this came out in the week between. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good time. Yeah. It's a good time. They're, yeah, it's, it's exactly what you'd expect. 4K 60 FPS. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, HDR, you got your... Yeah, it the, just looks better. The one thing I want to say about this that just made me laugh is they put out um, a tweet saying like, hey, this this is out. Go get it. And they had two separate 
images of instructions, one for PlayStation 5 and one for Xbox Series X. And for Xbox, it's like, you really, basically it boils down to, you don't have to do anything. Game's automatically going to do what it needs to do. On PlayStation, it was like, navigate to the game hub for Apex on a dashboard. Hit options. Yep. Hit, hit play game. Hit select version. Choose the PS5 version. Download it. Once the download's complete, navigate to your game library. Delete the PS4 version. It's like, uh, it's just such a, such nonsense on the PlayStation side, but. Yeah, glad glad this is out. I will have to check this out. Yeah. And for all of you other warriors of light out there, Final Fantasy fourteen. Six point one patch is coming very soon. April twelfth. It's gonna include the first of the new alliance raids. Some new main scenario quests, some new just a bunch of shit. There's a new residential area, so if you want to buy a house, there's going to be more houses available to buy. Um, <laughs> they've got new PvP stuff, uh, which looked really cool. Um, basically, it looks like payload mode. There, there's a payload mode in, oh. uh, <laughs> in uh, Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> you know, just taking a book out of Overwatch, a page out of Overwatch's book. Yeah. Um, yeah, it how, it looks how, like a good update. Yeah, how's the housing market in Final Fantasy? A fucking nightmare. <laughs> really? <laughs> so there's limited housing. There's okay. limited housing because I guess they have like it's all like housing is kind of a huge server load for them. Okay. Um. So it's limited housing. Um. And basically, as of now, pretty much every housing lot is bought up. Oh. Damn. And what you have to do is look for someone who hasn't logged on in a long time because the way housing works is you keep it unless like you're you're out you're, you don't play for a long time and then they clear your lot and put it up for sale again. So you kind of have to look to see, oh wait, this person ha- hasn't logged on in a long time on, for for this housing lot, and you have to like wait for it to expire and usually what happens is that there's a shit ton of people sitting there to wait to see if they can click on it first mm. <laughs> damn and it's very expensive like super super expensive um, so yeah I they're trying to leave this uh, with with a feature that's going to come later called the sanctuary um where everyone will have their own instanced area where they can customize stuff. Um, I'm not sure when that's going to come. They, they they said that'll come before 7.0, which would be their next huge expansion. But I don't know when that's coming. But yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to see uh, the build and like I I think at this point uh, with the main scenario, it's they're kind of dealing with the aftermath of uh, of Endwalker. But eventually, this is going to turn into the build into what is uh, what's eventually going to happen in 7.0. So, very yeah. excited for that. Also, very excited for the alliance raid because the alliance raid is going to delve into some stuff that they haven't really asked questions of yet in uh, in Final Fantasy 14. So, cool. yeah. like alliance, as in like the different sides that you can choose. Is it like a World of Warcraft no, thing or <laughs> no, no okay. alliance? 
alliance raids that's just that's just a, a, a moniker for like the scale of it so okay. alliance alliance raids are the 24 person uh gotcha kind that's of activities a, that's a lot of people that's pretty yeah it pretty is fucking sweet nice yeah uh yeah uh we have an update on the uh, activision blizzard stuff um there's there's a little bit of hand fighting between the federal government and the California state government happening over this. Uh, so the federal government has looked to approve Activision Blizzard's $18 million settlement for the uh, sexual harassment lawsuit. Um, but the California government wants 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 to take it further. Um, Kind of, kind of a weird thing about jurisdictions here. Like, who, who actually has the authority to accept the settlement? We'll see. But like, I feel like eighty million is probably a fucking drop in the bucket for Activision Blizzard. Oh, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. They probably made eighteen million dollars last week. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably going to exaggeration, make but eighteen yeah. million dollars with the Snoop Dogg. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things where $18 million is a lot to uh, normal workers, but yeah, to with that company as a whole, it is nothing. Yeah, and like when you think about like the number of people who are are victims of of the um, uh, in, in this case, and like. <laughs> How 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 do you put a dollar amount on on stuff like that? Like, if you were sexually assaulted or harassed in the workplace, like, how do you put a fucking dollar amount on that? Right. That it's just it's a very weird thing. It it almost never seems like it's enough, um, because just the things that have happened are so awful that you you just don't want to imagine it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Every any time I see something like this, where it's like, oh, they settled for. X amount of money, you know, for yeah, sexual assault or rape or whatever. Like, I'm always it's like that's just so bizarre and not right because because even if okay, you're there's a settlement, you're getting a lot of money or whatever. Like the the trauma that was inflicted upon you is you know you're never gonna live that down. I guess you know it's always going to be with you. It's always, yeah, weird to see that stuff. And very strange about the federal government and California not being on the same page either. Like, yeah, what's going on here, guys? Yeah. I... And I think this, so this is a settlement too for that kind of first one that came out last right. year, right? Yeah. So... And there's this, a more recent one that come that came up. I think we talked about last week. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I don't know. I I feel like the the victim should get paid as much as fucking possible. Like they they should be wringing their necks over over this. Like fucking Activision Blizzard should pay as much as they can possibly be sued for. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Not not the only bad news, but significantly uh, worse news. What? But yeah, we've we've got another story as well. Um, Sony 
they they're laying off people. Um, I guess retail employees. I guess I don't know. Like, yes. Have yeah. you ever been to a Sony store? I've never been to a Sony store. Maybe that's a thing in Japan. No, these are ninety employees in North America. So right. I I've never been to a Sony store to be honest. Um, and like these layoffs suck a lot. Like it, it's it sucks that that they're laying off these people, but I. I'm not making excuses for them. This seems in line with uh, Sony's do focus on services a little bit. It's it. I've I've not really seen much about Sony's hardware sales, like outside of video game consoles. It it just seems like uh, they just don't have a huge presence. Like I I don't like yeah. I I don't even remember ever seeing. A <laughs> a Sony store. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if this is I I too don't recall ever seeing that. I don't know if that's necessarily it might be part of that, but it also sounded like that these were team marketing teams that yeah. would go to various places and get them hooked up with selling PlayStation products. Yeah. Um it, that's kind of what it sounds like this group that, is and that shift towards digital and services like you mentioned you know, these jobs unfortunately aren't as needed as they used to be yeah I mean yeah I, I guess that makes more sense than what I'm talking about um, yeah it it's it sounds like it's a little bit more of an old school style of how things were done back yeah. in the day and stuff yeah, and it it's does. just lingered on and now things have completely changed and that doesn't excuse that it it sucks that 90 people are losing their jobs and everything but uh, I guess business wise where things are and where they're heading that unfortunately makes sense yeah yeah it's hmm. it's just yeah it, it, this was a weird thing that came up to me because like I I just I didn't realize that uh, Sony was still doing business like this. Yeah, no, me either. I honestly did not either until I saw this article. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I hope uh, those people find. I don't know. That's weird. Like to have that kind of job. Like where else? Where do you go? Like from there? Like having an old yeah. job like that. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they. You know, you, you would have enough skills to go do marketing for any company potentially and depending on what they're doing I guess but to something that might be more stationary or something like that I don't know yeah. who knows but yeah <sighs> let's see what do you, oh okay we got good news kind of good yeah. news I guess Capcom's paying their people a little bit better maybe it maybe it isn't a Maybe it isn't, you know, in line with inflation, but, you know, <laughs> they're at least giving people a raise, which is more than my company has done for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, you put this story in here, but just I, I had a thought about this. I was like, wow, um, just thinking about how much the price of things have go have gone up over the last couple of years. I'm like, huh. I feel like I'm getting screwed, which I probably am getting screwed, and most people out oh, there yeah. are probably getting screwed. Definitely. Um, because that's just how corporations work, but at least Capcom is gesturing. To, uh, they are 
paying people more, but maybe, I don't know. They're doing more than a lot of companies are. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think this this is a really smart move from them. So they're raising everyone's salaries by 30%, which depending on how much everyone's paid, that's very that's can be very significant. Um, so they're doing this uh, to basically retain people and then off, also kind of boost their overall production. And I think there's just a lot of value behind that because right now too and this is going on in like every fucking industry where people are leaving left and right and then going to different places and being paid a ton of money to uh, fill a position because these companies are just kind of desperate to have people um, it's all over the place and, and if you have key talent and you want to keep them you know, paying them a lot more fairly um, it just makes sense and can help you keep those people, help keep your games on track, keep your creativity up. And then it's just one of those things, like, if if you feel you're being paid properly, you're probably going to uh, just feel better about working there. This is kind of a... I know I, that's how I operate in a way, but, you know. Yeah, it also kind of depends on your job, I guess, but yeah, and what you're actually doing. But still, I, I just think this is overall very smart. And yeah, there's jobs out there where they'll give you a raise every year, but it might be a small raise. And they say it's like a cost of living raise, you know, with prices continually going up, inflation, and all that stuff. But you know, over the past few years, inflation has totally exceeded what that cost of living raise probably is, which that cost of living raise is probably 50 cents, a dollar, who knows, something small. It, whereas inflation's like, you know, seven and a half, eight percent, maybe even more per year recently. I mean, it's nuts. Tyler, get so. My cost of living raise was one and a half percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's which, it's like small stuff like that, which... That necessarily hasn't doesn't keep up with where things are going right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, at a certain point, like something has to break. So, oh, something's yeah. going to break here. <laughs> no, I I think about I've think about that very often recently. Where you know you just see gas prices, you see all sorts of stuff going on in the world. And I'm just like. How are we functioning? How are we still spinning? It doesn't make any sense. At some point, something's going to give. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's just completely insane right now. Oh, God. But good on Capcom. It's yeah. a good move. Yeah. The rare dub for a video game company. Yeah. <laughs> um... Got a few quick hitters here. Hyperlight Breaker, a sequel, what, or not a sequel, set in the same universe. I don't know if it's a sequel or not. They, does it say if it's a sequel? All that I, I know it's is it's, in, sequel, but, it's yeah. in the same universe as Hyperlight Drifter. Um, yeah. I mean, they announced video game. Yeah, it's, uh, well, what's kind of interesting about this one is it's 3D, whereas Hyperlight Drifter was not, and this is also co-op. 
Mm. So that's kind of interesting as well. The I I really do like the uh, concept art and all that that they put out. It's very beautiful. So who knows? I didn't play Hyper Light Drifter, but there's a lot of fans of that game and um, co-op could be very interesting with something like this. Because um, Hyper Light Drifter, if I remember correctly from reading and hearing about that game, is that game was actually pretty difficult. You could yeah, say it, it was Souls-like, um, one of those games. So I'm just curious, being co-op, how, how they might balance that game. Um, but yeah, this is probably a, wi- a ways off coming to Steam, but only in early access in 2023 spring. So still a ways off for this game before it's probably finally out. But yeah, I think there's going to be plenty of people happy with this one. game that never made anyone happy and will continue to not make people happy <laughs> fast and furious crossroads yeah it was a bad game when it came out it's going it, it was so bad that you know two years later they're just gonna not sell it anymore yep so april 29th the game will not be for sale um yeah, and they really didn't say why, but it's probably because this game is fucking garbage. <laughs> it's just so bad. Um, the owners of the Fast and Furious IP probably don't want this game out there. Probably not. So, I do think it's a bummer that this game like won't exist at all, but there are, I think there are physical copies out there if people really wanted it or wanted to collect it or whatever. But digitally, yeah, no more. Kind of a weird world. We, you know, I feel like we see games being delisted from stores uh, more often now, and sometimes it's because of licensing. Sometimes I think, in the case of what was it, Uncharted Four, they delisted, but that's because they put out that collection, like a different version of the game, so you can still get it, but. You know, we, we see stuff like that a lot, but putting out a game and it's garbage and then you're getting rid of it two years later is kind of a, a newer thing that I can think of. I don't recall really seeing that very much. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't think very many people are going to miss this game. <laughs> no, definitely not. But it also, like, kind of... T- uh, like, uh, there is great potential in Fast and Furious franchise to have a very fucking cool video game. And no one can do it. Come That's because everyone's cowards. Everyone yeah. refuses to buy into the cheese that is Fast yeah. and Furious. Exactly. Everyone's a bunch of bitches. They all just <laughs> want to make their racing game and call it Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious is not about racing. Exactly. It's about family. Exactly. And I don't think any video game developer out there understands what family is about. Right. So they should just not make a Fast and Furious game. I feel like they should just not do that. I. That's my opinion. They should not make a Fast and Furious game. Yeah. I mean, if it's bad, don't do it. But Also, wasn't this game developed by the Slightly Mad Studios, I think, who did the Project Cars games? Yeah, Project Cars is actually good, though. <laughs> Right. <laughs> this game this is, is a licensed trash that they did just before getting bought by uh, 
Oh, who was it? Codemasters, and then subsequently yeah. EA. Right. Uh, whatever. We don't need to talk about bad games. Yeah. Bad video <laughs> games can just go away. Unless they include them in PlayStation Plus oh. games. Great. There's one good game that I can spot from here. PlayStation Plus games for April. You got Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. Which is not as cool as that title sounds. Definitely. It's a, it's it's a Robin Hood matter. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yes. If this... This would have been a very good L.A. Gangster GTA clone title. <laughs> yeah, it would. But it's not that. Uh, we've also got SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, which that's a remake of an old SpongeBob game? Yes. From the PS2 era, I remember playing this game, and I don't remember if I thought it was good or not, but this also just doesn't look good. I don't know. I might check it out, though, for the, for the nostalgia trip. It's like a platformer, I think, basically. And then there's Slave Aspire, you know, the one that you want, or you probably already have, but if you don't, you should play Slave Aspire. Yeah. Because Slave Aspire is, you know... I say, I'd say Slave Aspire is the game that kind of... Uh, maybe if not launched but definitely rocketed the uh, roguelike deck builder uh, into, into the popular mind like the, it, it made it popularized the genre of roguelike deck builders is what I'm trying to say here yeah um, and now we have a lot of others that are doing similar things but yeah Slay the Spire is still an excellent game I wonder like yeah, it, that'll have the updates because I think the updates were free, so you'll you'll get the new new character. I wonder if they're still doing stuff with Slay the Spire. I wonder if they'll do another Slay the Spire. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But uh, yeah. Also, another side note is that Persona Five is going to be leaving the PS Plus collection on May 11th. Oh, okay. So the PS Plus collection is available to you when you get a PS5. It's like 20 games, I think. 20 pretty pretty high quality games, mix of first and third party. Um, and yeah, this this game is leaving the service, which I think is the first one to leave the service. Yeah, I mean, it's also a third party. It's also not the version of Persona 5 you should be getting if you. Yeah, right. That's that's kind of what I was also going to say. Is like there's a better version of that game. But yeah, that's so. that's it. I wonder what the last couple of uh, PlayStation Plus lineups are going to look like before they do their new service. Yeah. Right. Or rather, like, it seems more like an update to the PlayStation Plus service rather than a whole new thing. Yeah. I'm also curious with that PlayStation Plus collection, what happens with that um when their new service launches, or if this is just something that's just going to Yeah, those be games there. will just be folded in. And, and, and I wonder, like, with the new PlayStation Plus, like, yeah, those are... what they're, Those 700 games are what they're announcing will be there when they launch this service. I wonder how that service develops over time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm curious on that. Yeah, 
like will it have very specific drops every month like game pass does will some of them be new games yeah i'm just overall curious like what that kind of battle looks like between microsoft and sony and it it could work out pretty well for the consumer who knows depending on what it is Frank, I'm watching someone play Elden Ring right now. Yeah. And they're running through a castle. I don't know where the fuck this castle is or what it is. But there's a bunch of magic dudes with weird faces. They have big beards. Are are those the Burger King heads? The, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what it is. That, that, it looks yeah, like the Burger Ra- King guys. Yeah. The yeah. Raya Lucaria. Right? The, yeah, the Academy of Raya Lucaria. Yeah, and now this guy is fighting a very tall man with some very big blades that he's swinging at him. Oh yeah, that thing's um, a son of a bitch. Yeah, and in and in some of these rooms there were multiple Burger King men, and it looked very yes. hard. Looked very hard. <laughs> yeah, I just I'll just randomly throw stuff on. I'm like, wow, this is just fascinating. Yeah, you should play Elden Ring. By the end of the year, you should at least start Elden Ring. Yeah, I probably should. Yeah. And there's, like, turtles everywhere. Yeah. There's a turtle poke. Oh, he's got a turtle shell on his back. Yeah, you can get a turtle shell shield. You don't have to kill a turtle for that. Okay. That's an item you can find. You don't have to kill a bunch of turtles. All right. This, yeah, no, this looks awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's... giant claw. Oh, giant crab just came out of the ground. Yes. <laughs> Time for crab. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, right. uh, instead of just describing Elden Ring gameplay, we're going to end this podcast. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll... I don't know what we're doing after this. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm down to do something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, before we go... I'll tell you a couple things. Share us with your friends, you know. Give us ratings, reviews on your podcast app of choice. Um, follow us at PlayStation Report Podcast on Twitter. Or no, that's PS Report Podcast on Twitter. At PlayStation Report Podcast is our email address. You can find me at the Arkansas. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged on Vids. Until next time, be good to each other. Play your video games. And... Penis. Uh,